What are you doing? Deepest breath possible. That is a good deep breath. Deep breath. You gotta take deep breaths before you start so that you sound really good for your audience. Because of the fact that the pod is blowing up now. Yeah, we're famous. Welcome to Corin Talks. <laughs> is it playing? Yeah, it's playing. Okay. Yeah, we're going. We're going. So today's episode is a very special episode because it is so interesting. I love hearing about people's crushes and their their sort of like love timeline from being a kid to growing up and you you kind of get interested in different things. You do. It's not yeah. always perfectly linear. Like right. you start liking one thing and then in like a week or two, you move on to the next like thing. Like you start with the horse from Spirit, and then you move into Tom Holland. So we're jumping right we're in. We're jumping right in. So you just right went in. from the horse by the name of Spirit, which mm-hmm. was voiced by... Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh my goodness. And then you went to Tom Holland. So we know that you're... So this is this episode is all about crushes. Mm-hmm. And we be crushing it with these crushes. And it's funny. I used to have so many crushes, but I would never cheat on them. I'd have one at a time because I was scared I'd hurt their feelings, but they didn't even know me. And some were drawings. <laughs> like So you were very empathetic towards yeah. these people who you probably would never meet... And you didn't want them to know because you would be cheating on your crush if you crushed on another. I felt so wrong for even thinking about someone else. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into this. So Mm -hmm. let's start with your crushes. So we kind of broke this down in sort of like the seasons of our life. Now, obviously, I'm quite a bit older than Emma. So my seasons are basically the teens, the 20s and 30s. And today. And then marriage, right? basically. Yes. I mean, obviously, my crushes are going to be a little bit different. Because if I don't say I'm crushing on the beautiful staff, then right. I could be sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Would you mind sleeping on the couch if I get kicked out and I can take your mastery, masterful bed? My that beautiful, you beautiful queen-size bed? Yes. Um, No. Okay. All right. So... So basically, just to run run down, we're going to do the seasons of our lives, and Emma's going to start. She's going to go through her the the variations of crushes she's had over the years. Because there have been a lot of really interesting ones. Like I remember, I think I first began feeling like a little bit of some stirrings when I was like eight. So it kind of began in like when I was like eight years old, I think, seven and eight years old, because I, I, I first started watching like Star Wars movies and I was like, ooh, Luke's kind of cool. And it wasn't like a, like a, oh, I want to marry him. It's more like a, oh, he's cool and older than me. And he also has a lightsaber. And I was, was like, that damn. little white number he was running around Tatooine. Oh, I know. What do we it call was, that? Is that a tunic? Like what is um, he wearing there? A romper? 
a romp him. A romp, yeah. Maybe it's a romp him, but he's got those beautiful like socks and boots. Yeah, and, right, yeah right there. Yeah, on the I'm poster looking at him we right have. now. He looks, he looks pretty good over there. That And that's Mark Hamill. But you see Mark Hamill and you wouldn't probably be crushing on well, Mark Hamill. Well, Mark Hamill nowadays, no. But Mark Hamill in like the 70s, he could get it But Mark sure. Hamill is a pretty funny dude. I heard he's yeah. got a heck of a social media I follow. Fo- I followed him until it got way too political and uh, I had to unfortunately unfollow well i it brings me great joy hear you talking about luke skywalker as one of your first crushes yeah and actually after after the whole luke skywalker thing happened i got really into like the sci-fi and like superheroes and that kind of stuff so then it was superman the old superman christopher reeves christopher reeves and he was a beefcake and a half he was i remember watching um that movie with you guys we'd have like dinner or whatever and watch it and there was that scene in the second movie when he put his hand in the fire and and what's her what's her name the girl yeah lois lane lois lane was like oh my god your hand's gonna get burnt he's like no and then they make out (laughs) it's because he had the glasses on and then he fell into the fire and that's kind of when she knew but then i think they were at niagara falls in one of those really sexy yeah it was like a honeymoon suite and they were just working together but that's when their love sort of took off that's true. And that was when I got a bit of the stirrings. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. So Star Wars and Superman. Superman, I remember um, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. He oh, was super, he was so but cute. he was like, I want to be his friend. It wasn't yeah. so much like, I have a crush on you. It's more like, and also because I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson and he was always with Michael Jackson. True. And I was like, I want to be him. Yeah. But, you just wanted to be friends with him. Like you can, yeah. you can crush on someone without wanting to, you know, kiss their lips. Yeah. It didn't age well, the whole Michael Jackson and kids <laughs> no, thing, it did not. but that's and how Macaulay I felt. And Macaulay Culkin went a little off the rails here and there. But he he's, looks better now. He seems to be coming back. Did I see he's going to be on American Horror Story? Yes. Oh my God. We are just tying back. We talked about American Horror Story we on did. a recent podcast. And we'll talk about him again a little bit later. Yeah, we, we will. Totally Get will. back to it. It's interesting that you talked about, I just wanted to be his friend because one of my early crushes was Henry Thomas from E.T. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> the story about Henry Thomas and E.T. was I saw that movie and fell in love with him and it. And I somehow got his like mailing address to his studio and I wrote him a fan letter telling him how much I really wanted to be his friend Aww. and I thought he loved him so much and he was so great. And I never heard back and I, I probably didn't put a stamp on it. <laughs> But I like to think that somewhere out there, Henry Thomas from E.T. is my friend. Is he alive? I'm sure he is. Okay. I haven't haven't seen or heard from him in a very long time. No, I think he probably dipped out of, you know, life. He's just still cashing checks from Reese's Pieces. Yeah. I'm sure all kid actors are just like, bye, peace out. Yeah. But this is just to say that you can crush on someone without wanting to have a, you know, physical relationship. You can just be really good friends. But... What's kind of funny about Home Alone, actually, is that I think it was the third one, which was not Macaulay Culkin. It was like a really bad spinoff. Yeah. I watched it at daycare and the boy who played like, you know, that character again was kind of cute. And I was at daycare laying down and I'm like, what the heck? I kind of like him. So you were having, so you were like having moments where you weren't sure if the Macaulay from the original or the kid from the third is better. If you had to rank them in your head right now on the spot, where would you put them? There is no comparison. Macaulay Culkin was so much better. But when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to how good a movie is. Yeah. Like I didn't care. Well, you got to see him shirtless too, which was nice. Yeah. He was probably what, all of seven or eight? Oh God, kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, it's so funny. Kind of icky. I know. That's why it's hard to talk about crushes now as like I'm this old AF 
deaf guy who like yeah. is going to look back and talk about teenagers. Yeah, kind of weird. But you you like at that age range. That's true. You know what I mean? So, and another thing about, about liking at age range was that this next one was Robin Hood, the fox from the Disney animated film. I am sensing a theme here. <laughs> I, I'm not a furry, I promise. I'm not a furry. We started I just... with a horse and now we're at a fox. So what is it about the Robin Hood fox from the Disney classic Robin he, Hood? He was so cheeky you. and he was like very brave and he was going to protect his lady and he was like not afraid of, of you know, getting beat up or You know what? Anything. There's a theme here. Do you Can you feel the theme running through Being all of saved. these? saved confidence. Yeah. You are attracted to confidence. Like, think about it. Spirit is very confident. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hey, you get off of my back. Yeah. Get off my back into my game. Right. And then you've got (laughs) Superman, extremely confident. And he even had to play Clark Kent as this Mm -hmm. like bumbling, you know, nerd. nerd. And he wasn't, he was, and he still caught that bullet in that alleyway. There you go. And then you talk, about Luke Skywalker, who grew into his confidence. Yeah, it's true. Going to Tashi Station. <laughs> Tashi Station. That was a low point Tarkin for, for Luke, yes. But then, yeah, and then you just mentioned the fox, who's highly confident. Mm. I wonder how many people have never seen that version of Robin Hood on Disney, because it is, it's, it's old. It's old and good. They need to watch it right now. Do you think they'll do, like, one of those bring back to life remakes with real people from Robin Hood? Because Robin Hood's been done before. I mean, Kevin Costner's butt. I mean, have oh, you seen I mean, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Dancing with it. Wolves? I paused it. Dances with Wolves and did in Robin really Hood. Did you pause it? Yeah. Ew. Like to show his butt. Yeah. No, I didn't pause it. Mom did. Mom made the me. The bodyguard Kevin Costner? Oh. Yeah. Again, again with men saving people and i feel like it's kind of like a outdated thing because women can save ourselves don't get me wrong but something about it as a a, there's a romance to it yeah like i love a good romance novel where like they save the princess from the evil scottish dude and i'm just like wow i'm feeling things right now my heart is tingling Hey, I like that. Hey, at least we recognize it. I definitely think it's yeah. confidence, but also maybe there's a saving piece there too. But I think I'm going to say confidence for the empowered woman. Yeah, confidence and just how they're very brave. And I'm really attracted to bravery. Like if you want something and you take it, you are automatically so high on my like list of just, wow, I admire you a lot. That's true. Awesome. Just take what you want. And that was my eight to 10 year old crush timeline. But Dang, now we get into two, that was all in two years. That was all in two years <laughs> Man, of my life. You busy. And girl. all all that's happening, like I, I moved on so quickly onto the next thing because it wasn't like a obsessive type of thing. It was more like, oh, I like his voice. Yeah. But now this gets kind of weird. 11, right, we 11 to 14 years old. It gets weirder old. than Spirit and Robin Hood. Well, maybe Disney. not weirder, but definitely gets a little more like I'm, I'm growing. I'm more awkward. I'm pubescent now. Okay, let me have it. So I think at around 11 to 12, I got really interested in The Walking Dead. And I remember the first season I saw Carl and I was like, he's a little boy. He's weak and he's not going to make it. He's just crying all the time. His mom is not the greatest. And then in season two and three, he's kind of little bit older and he's like he's more mature and he's starting to get kind of angsty and my angsty boy phase was kind of like my 11 to 13 area so I I noticed he was very angsty and he was like god dad I can't help myself I don't need anybody to go with me to go catch zombies I'm fine and I was like whoa you're pretty confident huh and so I was like noticing him more and then I had this big stupid fat crush on Carl Papa who was 
I think in real life it's Chandler Riggs. I think I, it's his yes, name. Yes, it is. That's correct. Yeah. And I, I remember one night it was like a cold November night in like, what year was that? 2014, 2015 yeah. or something like that. And, um, and I was just like sitting on my bed and I, I was like, you know what I could do? I could print out pictures of him and put him in my diary for memories. And then I did that. I went from the, the printer back and forth, printer, my room, tape, and then get more. And then I wrote a fan fiction about it. How sad. Do you still have that fan fiction? I think I might have I've it. I've seen the journal. You showed me the journal before. Because it's you so show- good. It is. The pictures are hilarious. And one thing about Carl Papa, I love that we call him Carl Papa, because wasn't that a song? Maybe it was a song called Carl Papa made by Bad Lip Reading, and it was like, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a charge. That's hilarious. <laughs> but he, he went from being just like, he almost looked like a child to want the next season. He was like a, a semi-man almost. Yeah. But I guess the apoc- the zombie apocalypse will do that to you. It changes you. Have you. To dr- you have to grow up really fast. I, yeah. The hat, never a fan of that hat though. Wearing but his it dad's made hat. so much sense for his character. He wanted to be his dad who was it like the strong, brave leader who would like bite people for him. You now, know? what about Carl Papa later on when he had the eye patch? <sighs> the eye patch was hot, but I... Captain that, Jack Sparrow hot? No, I oh. never found him hot at all, but kind of gross actually. I was just going with the pirate angle, sorry. Mm-hmm. I like pirates though. Keira Knightley. Ooh. Um, but... uh. With Carl and his eye patch face, the, the eye patch is hot. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't like his character anymore. I was because I was moving on. I moved on. Like and, that was. And whom did you move on to? Well, let me just tell you. So, um, uh, after Carl Papa, I I was watching some uh, American Horror Story oh, and yes. uh, Tate Langdon and uh, Evan Peters as a whole. I he was just the the biggest like angst I've ever seen so far. He was so angsty and he was so like edgy and attractive. And he was like, just, he was like very, again, he was very confident. And I was like, Ooh. And, um, I had, I had the biggest crush I've ever had, I think was on him. Like the fattest crush. Like I'd wake up in the morning and I'd get like my stomach would be all butterfly after watching the show. And I'd be like, oh God, I don't like this very much because it was like a, it was like I'd get sad about it because I couldn't actually ever see him or talk to him or be with him. But then again, he'd be like, hey guys, I'm doing a, a giveaway to come visit me and go to lunch with me. And I'd be like, hell no, I would, I'm not going to go and do that because really? I would hate to meet my crushes in person. Well, I think that's the risk you run, right? Like if you do because, meet them in person, yeah. what if they don't hold up? And what also, if they're like a major douche? Yeah, and also because it'd be awkward because I'm a kid and I had this fat crush on you and your that's face true. is in my journal. And I it's keep like, forgetting you're not like 24. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. 16. So yeah. it'd be... And so this would have been several years ago too, so... So as like a 13-year-old going to meet a 23-year-old in New York to go to a like a premiere or whatever, and I'd be like... <sighs> I love you. Did we did we have any fanfic around that? Um, no, but I I tried to read some, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But Do you I know what's interesting. My first experience with Evan Peters hmm. was on The Office. And he got spanked by Michael. <laughs> he got paddled on by nepotism. Michael. He was on the nepotism episode. He was that was the only episode he was ever mm-hmm. on because he was he was like Michael's nephew. Yeah, right? it was uh, Joe's Joe's like stepson or yeah, something. Yeah, that, that's right. And like he that. he spanked him in front of the entire. <laughs> office. That was Evan Peters. He put the laser pointer in Andy's eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
it's true. That is so funny. I, I never would have recognized that. Had and he was still cute in that, too. He was. It was, was funny. He was all disheveled. His hair was kind of crazy. Yeah, he has. I have, a, I have a type, and it's like dark brown eyes. Dark yeah. brown eyes. Oh, my goodness. And then like curly, messy hair. Yeah. It's a thing. I mean, it's just it's just the way. And also in the show, he had like these like circles under his eyes and he always was just like distressed. Yes. But it was like a good type of distressed. That's and true. I was I had a big thing for if it. If you could see Emma right now, she's like actually glowing. <laughs> like her face, her total face is like My, she's gazing off into the distance as if he's standing across I the room. Know. I don't think you licked your lips there, did you? <clears throat> no, I have lip gloss on. I couldn't okay, do that. Nice. But it it was like my skin is clear. I'm I'm just I'm hydrated all of a sudden. Yeah, you're feeling good. And and Evan Peters, that was the now does that hold up? He does hold up. Yeah. And I well actually he holds up in a little a little bit, not a whole lot, because he looks a little different now. He's kinda he's kinda lost his cute, like young twenties look and now he's in like his uh like homeless thirties. Right. And he's really he doesn't look very clean anymore. Like, and his, he has like a, lo- a long hair and like a beard and he's dating Halsey and there's all these things. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, Talented. Yeah. But it just like, um, That's he's, funny. he's not the same as he was, but I, I remember actually funny story about, we went to New York in like 2014. I think so. And that was like the, like the prime crush moment for me with him. And I remember I was in New York and he was in New York and I was so scared to see him in public. And of course I wouldn't. He'd be like inside doing stuff. But I was like not aware. And I was like, what if he's walking out in Times Square and I'm here too and I see him like, will I just crap my whole heart out? Like what's going to happen? Well, you've seen people, how they respond to their like crushes. You see how they like, some people faint and they they scream and they they fall down and they like, they try to attack them sometimes. Like I've seen that and... And I was just, and it was like when he was doing his Quicksilver thing and they, they did a, um, like a collab with, uh, Switch, Swatch Watch? Oh, Swatch Watch, Swatch yeah. Watch. And I got the Quicksilver Swatch Watch because I wanted to have him on my wrist. You never told me that's why you got the Quicksilver Swatch Watch. I was going Watch. through a real big emo phase. Oh man, I forgot all about that. We were walking through Times Square and we saw a Swatch Watch and I had a Swatch Watch when I was a kid and I was like, oh my God, do you know what Swatch is? You're like, no, not really. So we went to there. I'm like, oh, I'll buy you guys one. And you end up getting a Quicksilver one and I had no idea until just now that it was because of EP. And I still have it in my room, in my vanity. I mean, why would you wear it? That would be crazy. It's such a big watch. It's so big that I don't really, I don't really have a, my wrist is kind of small. I have like little wrists so that it's such a big unit yeah it's kind of hard to wear that's so funny all right we're are we still on evan oh, peters gosh. Or can we, we move should probably on? move on sorry how many more do you have i just you a couple gotten to mine i know just a couple after evan peters i was kind of i was kind of broken because he really did a number on my heart <laughs> you, he did a number on my did heart did he break your heart or you just moved on well i i was scared to move on because i like i loved having a crush yes. but then i realized like the negative effects it had on me but after after Evan Peters, I sort of wa- I started watching Riverdale. Oh. And season 1 was great by the way. Season 1 Riverdale was great. But then it got bad, but season 1 was great. So I noticed Jughead. 
And then I was like, oh my God, Cole Sprouse. He was Cody. He was like, he was like the nerdy one though. He was never like the hot one. He was kind of like nerdy and skinny and lanky and tall or whatever. That was Dylan, right? Dylan was the... Dylan was like the, like the... (laughs) Yeah. He (laughs) was kind of like, not. that's not your confident guy though. No. So that's why you went the Cole route. I went Cole Sprouse because, and he was so dreamy. Did you recognize him? immediately as oh my god that's yeah from the sweet life is yeah and i had read about it too i had read about um him being on a show because he had been done acting in forever right. and i was like oh it's a big deal and i just once again kind of angsty confident like a bit of an outsider sure. i was like okay he's next and i would like i would sit in the dark and i would just play with slime and watch riverdale and I'd be like, I wish Cole would date me. Oh my gosh. Were you making your own slime at the time or were you buying? Making it. Nice. I made my own slime. I would That's get, incredible. I would You're going to look back on that time and be like, dang, I was pretty cool. God, I had, and it was kinetic sand too. Oh, And I'd, I'd play with kinetic sand. And I remember mom would come in my room and be like, hey, are you okay? There's no lights on. And I'd be like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I'd be in like an emo phase because certain crushes affect me differently. Yeah. Like some really hurt a lot and they shouldn't because they're not a real like person, right. this jughead, but like it hurt. Yeah. So I was, call- I was going through a weird sort of awkward phase about about love but then that one didn't last too long right that was an in and out that was in you and Riverdale out. too went down the, the second season yeah and also because he had a girlfriend you know he got Lee Reinhardt and everything and I was like okay I'm moving on now so then I started watching um uh Spider-Man oh, and yes. uh we all know Peter Parker Tom Holland so not the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man I loved him not too. the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man no Andrew Garfield never was it for me to- Tobey Maguire was great in Seabiscuit <laughs> well there you go but <laughs> I not love Seabiscuit but as Spider-Man Tom Holland is your boo he was so he was so cute and he was very sweet and he was just wholesome about everything he did like he's very humble and I remember when we went to um on our huge trip to like London and Norway and everything, I was in London and I was like, I wonder if he's here. And it was like, no, of course he's not, Emma. Stop it. Hey, but you never I was, know. They do a lot of filming for Marvel over in London, the London studio. I know. Right? I know he lives there too, but I was thinking more like, oh, I'd see him on the street. Maybe. With like Zendaya or something. Oh my and I gosh. love Zendaya. She's a, she's a lady crush for me for sure. That's true. But Euphoria I'm, shout out. Yes. Please, watch it so good. Watch but it. Um, Tom Holland was a really cute one. And he actually was a, a, a positive crush because he made me want to work out because he was such a, like an exercise dude. He's so like ripped. Yeah, he's fit. He's very fit. But in, not in like the scary way. In like the really nice, like subtle way he's ripped. So like after I saw, I, after I saw like everything he did, it kind of, it kind of positively pushed me to want to work out. So I started doing a lot of exercising and that was a good, that was a good like sort of outcome of that crush. And I actually, I have diaries with that one too. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be like these other girls who are like so obsessed with him. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, like watch from a distance. I'm not gonna comment on his stuff and like weird him out. I'm gonna be like not like other girls. So you're describing a stalker, basically. Nice. Yeah. And Excellent. I was like, but I wasn't. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna like your posts. I will never comment. I will never try to email you or like. Hello, you. Oh Jesus, scary. I do love Joe Goldberg though. But um, that was that was that one, and that one kind of 
brought me into freshman year. And then when I got to freshman year, I got real crushes. Oh, so you transitioned so into the real world. I got more into the real world. And ever since sort of high school began, I've I've been actually interested in people and oh, nice. and not like celebrities as much because I feel I've kind of outgrown it a little bit and I'm kind of emotionally not super available at this point. So I haven't really had a crush in a long time because it kind of it hurts really bad. And all the all the real ones just never end quite good. The way you want them to. Yeah, the, the real the real crushes and real love does not really pan out the way I wish they would. But that's okay. It's I mean, all part of growing up. It's a learning experience. Them, that's why they call them a crush, right? I mean, it crushes you worse than anything else ever could. But I wonder what's a, so how how do do crushes turn into actual love? How does because like you you you'd crush on mom. Yeah. But was it, yeah. was, would you call it a crush or was it just like, I, mean, I liked her? I would say looking back, I don't think it was, well, that's not true. When we first started like hanging out, I would say that a crush to me was someone who you felt almost as if you couldn't be away from them for an extended period of time. Like even like 20, even like 20 minutes felt like an eternity. And I felt like that was what was crushing. Cause it was, it's kind of crushing your heart when the person who you look to most and who you're feeling such intense feelings for it. It's like a weight and it's a good kind of weight. Right. So I would probably say that's why that's how it is in the, in the real world, as far as like Hollywood crushes or crushes on sports figures and things like that. I mean, that's more of just like a pipe dream. Like, wouldn't it be cool if, but more often than not, that doesn't pan out. That's very romantic. Wow. It is very romantic. Aww. I can do that once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Once in a while. Are those your crushes? Are you done? I think, I think so. I think it's, it's your turn now. Yeah. You got Brando. You, yeah. I, I really, you left me like a couple of minutes, which is nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, sorry. Um, so I would probably say my crushes early on, well, we talked a little bit about my first poster, Alyssa Milano. I loved that. Um, and then it transitioned into like the Saved by the Bell kids, you know, and then it was like 90210. And it just sort of all these girls that sort of eventually led me, you know, to realize that, okay, these, this is just a pipe dream. It'll never happen. Of course not. But then, you know, getting later on in my life, I was like in, my J-Lo, you know, I love yeah. my J-Lo just partly because she's got such beautiful skin. She's um, always glowing. She is. Like not a wrinkle. Yeah. And then it almost takes a little weird turn into my, uh, my male musician phase, my Justin mm -hmm. Timberlake. Sugar Ray? Oh, Sugar Actually, Gay? You're not so much Sugar Ray, but I'll tell you, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Oh, mm. man. And Justin Timberlake. Like I said, that dude's a total package. He's funny. He's talented. He can sing. He can produce. I mean, that guy's got it all. He's JT. so sweet. And when too. he had those frosted tips and in sync, look out. Something about it. Something about it. Something, <laughs> Something about, it. about it. And then today, I don't really have crushes. I mean, I think if I admit that I have crushes, I'll probably have to register with the local <laughs> authorities list. So I don't really have crushes now. Um, I'm more interested in learning about like your crushes and, and the crushes God, that, that young That was just have. the tip of the iceberg. There have been so many, but some really obscure ones. That's like, true. Like I read a book and I had crushes on people in books like or video games even. Yeah. Well, that's okay. And I love that you don't necessarily keep it in a three-dimensional world. You also go to two-dimensional cartoon characters. <laughs> so you have a very diverse, you know, catalog of crushes through the time. And I think that's very cool. I'm into a lot of stuff, man. I love it's it. Weird. That's what you should do. All right. Um, should we, should we uh, spill some tea? Do we have any tea to spill? I'm sure there's got to be something. Well, oh, me... I know something. Okay, Let's spill, spill the tea quick. the tea. All right, let me have All it. All right, that was so good. Let me have it. Well, should we discuss how um, 
Kim Jong-un is in critical condition. Oh, you were telling me about this the other day. I had no idea. Yeah. Tell me more about it. I think he had, he had some, he went, he underwent some type of surgery, like either, was it brain or heart or something? And he, he must not have responded well to the surgery. And I think a couple days ago he was in critical condition. I'm not sure what, what where he, where he's at now, but I mean, yeah, we definitely try not to watch the news here very often, but, um, that was yeah. a, that was a big headline. I was in a lot of memes too. Like the, like his heart surgeon is trying so hard to get out of the country right now. Cause he's probably gonna get freaking murdered. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I haven't really read much about it, but I know that he has done some very awful things yeah. and I don't know much about him to be able to talk about it, but yeah, it's quite interesting. And I did see an article that talked about how the North Korean government is admitting they're struggling They're struggling a little bit with just, you know, him being out of the public eye. Yeah, just struggling with all that's going on. It's so interesting because we're so wrapped up in our quarantine coronavirus pandemic right now that you realize that governments have to still facilitate. And there's people in other parts of the world who are trying to go on as, you know, go on with life. And you hear about something like that. And like I said, I don't know much about them. I just know that there's been some pretty horrible things and they got nuclear technology. So, but yeah, it's really interesting to see, you know, like if you're the leader of your country, I mean, although some people would probably be happy if the leader of our country was a little bit less who he was, but that's neither here nor there. We do not get into politics on this. We However, not. we did spill some tea about Kim Jong Un. Is that how you say it? I think so. Kim Jong Un. Un. Un means one. Oh, oh all right. Oh. That's some tea. Very good. Okay. It's always a pleasure. All right. So here we are. We're winding this down. Do you have any uh, insights to pass along to the listeners today? I do. And I think my insight would be like who and what you like. Just do it. Like, do I get made fun of for having a crush on a horse at one point? Yes. A fox? Yes. But I can't change it. We're, we're born this way, man. Lady Gaga. We are born this way. So like what you like. If, you, if you're into horses, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, bestiality is not great, but... Just, it's not the worst thing, though. It is Matt Damon, though. It is so true. So there's always something behind it. So just, just really like what you like and don't let anybody make fun of you for it. I like that idea. Like what you like. Yeah. Hmm. I think my insight for today would be when you feel as if you're struggling with something, don't struggle in silence. Speak up. Like if you're having a hard time with someone or something, find a creative outlet to get that off of your chest. Because if you don't, if you don't, if if you don't speak out, you're going to suppress it. And when you suppress it, things just sort of bottle up and then it comes out on the people you love most. Like I know when I'm struggling in my life, if I start like lashing out at mom or you or Bailey, it's because I'm not dealing with something inside because this is an inside job. So I would just say, talk to somebody, communicate, especially during times of quarantine. And we know now that they're starting to lift certain restrictions in certain, you know, states and people are starting to go back to work slowly here and there. We don't know what's going to happen with the second wave or the third wave. But, you know, speak up, 
talk to people. And at the end of the day, just realize you don't have to suffer in silence. You can talk to people. Yeah. I think it's important. You should, you definitely should talk about it at least like in a diary or in some sort of way. Yes. Find an outlet to get it out, whether it's, well, that's how Quarren Talk started. You were just talking to your laptop for a week or two before you said, Hey, let's bring this stuff onto the platforms, which by the way, the day we're recording this we are out on Spotify. Oh we my are goodness. live. We're getting on platforms left and right. We went and we set up a little anchor setup for us. We've got our first five episodes dropped and uh, now we're we're moving forward. So for those of you that are listening to us for the first time, make sure you go back and listen to those. Uh, we've tried to limit our content down to around the 30, 35 minute mark just because the first few were a little bit on the long side of the tooth. But at the end of the day, I think we just talk about whatever suits our fancy and today it was crushes tomorrow who knows who knows yeah but feel free to give us some like ideas we lo- we'd love to know what, we, what you guys want to hear from us That'd i would cool. love that and you actually had one of your friends give you a big shout out yes once again jenna you're my favorite i love you homie thank you yeah, she said did you put you on her story yeah i was like so cool. listen to my, my which which platform um, uh, she, she, on snaps. Yeah. On snap. Yeah. Snapchat. Nice. She was like, Snapchat, to the for homies. those of you in your forties, that's another platform that we know nothing about. Well, so. I do, but boomers I'm actually don't. on Snapchat, but I'm not good at it. So I never go on there. That's okay. Plus you don't give me access to your ratchet account, which is a whole other story. So well. next time, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. We're excited to be out in the world. We're just, we just hope that we can provide a little bit of levity during difficult times. And even after quarantine is over, we're going to pivot and do something fun with this. So. Sparkle noise now. Yeah, I love that sparkle noise. Me too. Noise. I love when we talk over it's like it. It's like a so refreshing beautiful. way to end. It is. It's a great way to end. All right. So anything else before we dip? I think that's about it from us. I think we're done. All right. Well, hey. All right. This has been Corn Talks Corn with Talks. Emma and her dad, Brando. See you. Bye. <laughs>